With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 674 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined today, they're back in their respective hometowns. Ben is in Titletown, near the outskirts Baby. of Milwaukee. The Bucks, and, and as we all know, Ben is a season tickets holder for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, has been, been for years. Were you in the streets partying last night? Uh, no, it was Tuesday night. Or two nights ago? No, I was not. I was I was uh, not even in the state of uh, Wisconsin. So uh, I guess there's a parade today. A bunch of my, the college kids that do the summer camps, they said they're going to the, there's a parade at like 4 p.m. or something. Um, so that's pretty exciting, but I don't think I'm going to go to that. I'm just not really a basketball fan. Fell asleep. Didn't watch. <laughs> you know what? Ben Askren and, and, and Giannis have a lot in common. Both two freak athletes. Both don't drink. Oh, really? He doesn't drink? He doesn't nice. drink. Okay. Dude, his he story seemed... is so insane. It's it's a it's a crazy one. Um, I'm listening yeah, to this I... podcast about him. His upbringing, everything's wild. Awesome dude. Yeah, he seems like a great guy. I've watched a few things out, you know, interview clips of him. Seems just really, really well spoken, intelligent, awesome dude. It seems like you know the other thing is they're interesting, and I don't follow basketball a lot, but it seems like there's no one like there's no one that hates him, which is very interesting because you usually someone who gets to that level of success inspires at least some jealousy and it doesn't appear to be the case at all everyone just seems to be happy for him well some people say that's why he like can't be the face of the nba is because he's like too good oh, too true. perfect too nice too humble <laughs> and everything so they're like hey people can't relate to him and there's not enough people that hate him they're just like hey he's a nice guy there's not enough controversy around him so that's why people say he can't be like the next lebron james a lot of people hate lebron nobody hates Giannis. Yeah. Yeah, oh, interesting. Very interesting. Well, can we brag on another? Can I start the show by bragging on another uh, Milwaukee legend now? Yes, Bobby Portis. Go. Who's Who's Bobby Portis? No, Go uh, ahead. Uh, no, my man. Do you guys? I, I wasn't. I didn't get to see the show yesterday. Did you guys brag on my man Ben Kozinski or what? We, we did. We bragged on him. Rumble, okay, young uh, man, rumble. Talk yeah, him up a uh, little bit. Listen, I tried to get upset to of the squeeze, finals. I tried to squeeze some like, hey, give us some sleepers. Who are some guys you should keep on? I didn't hear this kid's name when we were talking about Fargo, Ben. Listen, here's the I'll tell you. Uh, we had one coach, Nate Arquinego, who said, he said, Ben's going to win. And I said, listen, ben, Ben's getting really good. I think he's probably going to All-American. But winning, man, that seems like a stretch to me. I mean, his biggest win prior to this was like uh, Apollo Gothard when he was like number 17 or something. Mm-hmm. And he'd taken a few of the losses this spring. He took one at Junior Duels. And so it's like, dude, he's getting really good. You know, he's been working. So the deal was that he'd been working with Max mostly. And then we opened up our Franklin facility, which is right by his house. So he was also training there with Coach Savage and Coach Newman. And man, just everything just kind of started clicking at the right time for him. And I, listen, I was blown away. He he beat down Chase Horn. It was freaking awesome to watch. It wasn't close. I I was I was stunned by that. And yeah. and it's one of those things where you watch and you see him putting it all together, 
and you're like, man, I can't believe this. It's it's surprising this wasn't like one of the number one kids in the in the nation. It's funny how it just can kind of click for a guy. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. Cause he he had one loss to junior duels. He lost to Borsma, who ended up taking third, who was probably underranked at uh, Northern Plains. But I, I think that match was probably actually a turning point for him because. Uh, you know, he's pretty athletic for a heavyweight, but yes. he's used to shooting underneath. And in that match, like, I was in his corner, and he got an early lead, but then he kept going underneath. And Borsman Bor- you know, is a giant of- individual. He's really giant. And it's like <laughs> he just got exhausted from going underneath him. I'm like, man, do you see how big this dude is? You can't keep going underneath him. Like, it's just it's, – it's exhausting for you. And, that's, you know, that's why you ended up losing. And I think maybe, you know, that – he realized, okay, wow, I got to figure out a new way to attack. And – you know, you saw throughout the tournament, he, he barely hit his knees. Uh, almost all the high attacks were hard. Really high, high double, attack. yeah. So, yeah, a bunch of things. Uh, a bunch of things that I'll click for him. It was just it's so awesome to see when something like that all, all comes together and a guy who just, just hits a new level really fast. So what what's next for this guy? Because he's committed to UW lacrosse, I believe. But now yeah. they're going to be coming out of the woodwork a little late to the party. Yeah, some of these true. D1 programs, you were sleeping, caught sleeping. Yeah. Now what are they going to do? I had like I had like five calls yesterday. So, oh, yeah. And, you know, he, he mainly works with Max, so I just directed him. I directed everyone in that direction. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if he will. He's pretty committed to lacrosse. I mean, he was getting ready to go to school in a month. Uh, and I think, you know, Wisconsin is one of the states that people have been sleeping on. Um, and we, we took fifth in cadet freestyle. We took fourth in junior freestyle. And we're, we're, we're getting right up there with everybody else. And so, you know, over this period where last year, none of the guys that we have kind of got seen. So there's a whole bunch of them who I think are – Probably Division One level, maybe not big scholarship individuals, but you know they're they're at that level, going D three because Wisconsin has what nine D three is one D two and one D one. Yes. Um, well, I I'm excited to see what what happens if his recruiting opens up, or because um, there's not, there's plenty of teams that could use a, a heavyweight. Yeah, that's that. There really is. <coughs> Can we talk about the other? Uh, Huge news yesterday. That's like the most fun news in months. Oh my gosh! Yes, you know I can't wait. I can't believe we haven't said the name yet. Well, Christian, you know what? No one, no one wanted to tweet, but you know where he fits in exactly perfect at. Oh, I know. Where? <laughs> Penn State. <laughs> How funny would that be? Hey, I'm. Uh, yeah, you can't rule it out. You cannot rule out Penn State. He fits in perfect. Penn State one twenty five. They need, they want to give uh, Robbie Howard a year anyways. Mm-hmm. It's a big name school. He could take advantage of the NIL stuff. It just it just makes too much sense, doesn't it? It, it does. And you know that's the interesting thing. It's when you see the news. Okay, he's in the transfer portal. Do not contact. All right, he's going to Arizona State, right? But then you start. Wait, wait. What did you say? You said he's, he's in I the said, transfer portal, but do not contact? He's listed as do not contact, as in he don't want all these teams reaching out to him. He's going to do his own oh. figuring out. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing. That's a thing. So you can list that on, on your, what is it, your transfer portal info sheet? You can list do not contact? It just says right there on the portal. It's just a thing you click, do not contact. Wow, okay. So let, let, let him alone. He'll be reaching out to, I guess, who he wants to reach out to. But mm. when you saw he was in there, you, everyone just thinks, okay, he's been training at Arizona State. He, yep. he, the best version I've ever seen of Nick Suriano was the one we saw 
um, wrestling uh, under Mark Perry when he won uh, yep. Pe- Pelicone, I believe it was, beat uh, both the Azeris, just had an amazing tournament. And so you think, well, he'll just go there. But then you kind of look at things, you're like, well, does that really make sense? Arizona State has some serious figuring out to do with their lightweights without Suriano. Because they've got yeah. all these guys with all this eligibility left, and you're you're looking at like someone like Figueroa or Courtney or someone of that nature well, having to no, sit here. Probably Mikel McGee, right? Because he'd or probably McGee. go 33 if you want. I mean, that would make the most sense for Arizona State. You got a returning NCAA finalist. I mean, none of them have red shirts, and then you have McGee at 33, who's really good, but he's not quite on that level. Yeah. You slide Suriano in at 33, and you got NCAA finalist and Nick Suriano going back to back. Yeah, but I I think uh, twenty five is probably where he wants to wrestle. That's really the, that's the weight I think he wants to go. Yeah, um, that's so much drama too with like you know Spencer going for his fourth and there not really being anyone. No one challenged him last year even with no ACLs, and now you mm-hmm. add uh, you know you figure out Ruja he's gotten a lot better. Maybe he can at least give Spencer a decent match. But then you had Suriano in the mix, and you're like, okay, like. That that's actually a match. Like that could be. Well, don't forget Vito beat Suriano at Senior Nationals. Do forget that sometimes. <laughs> Twenty nineteen um, in Fort Worth, close match. I would favor Suriano in a rematch, but and then Vito went and made the Olympic team trials finals. He did. I know. Do we think Vito's good enough to compete with uh, Spencer Lee? I think he could. I um, in folk style. I think style, yes. I think Vito. Um, no, I don't. I don't think he's quite well, there right yet after on, on the Vito mat. beat Seriano. Spencer teched him in the finals. Uh, yes. So, I th- I think the mat is still. I think on his feet. I think in a freestyle match, um, Vito might have a better chance of making it interesting. A straight takedown battle. Yeah. A straight takedown battle, but in folk style, if if he gets an opportunity on top, he's just so. So automatic, and I don't think Vito's automatic at getting away in folk style bottom. Uh, where so, and then when you factor in Suriano, and another name we're not we haven't said yet, but the oh. rumor won't the rumor won't die that Dayton's coming down. I think it's in, I think it doesn't make sense. I don't think it makes sense. I mean, at he all. did wrestle fifty seven freestyle. Yeah, I mean, he's almost exclusively wrestled at that lightest weight. Yeah, but I I. I don't. I can't say I understand it. And then, I mean, if he did, if he did pitch count, it's it's a vision quest, Christian. This is the greatest wrestling movie of all time. Don't everyone's you, got. Let me explain this to you. It, you have a vision quest, and then you cut a lot of weight, and then you stop someone from doing something really great, right? Isn't that what it is? Yeah, you listen. play lunatic fringe the whole time. Listen, on repeat. <laughs> we ain't talking about Brian Shue. We're talking about a much better dude than that. We're talking about Spencer freaking Lee. Okay? It's a uh, different don't situation. You, don't you belittle shoot uh shoot like that. All he had was yeah, yeah. Highly overrated. <laughs> I love the worst part of the best worst part of uh, of Vision Quest is that Loudon Swain is cutting down to wrestle a guy that is clearly twenty pounds bigger than him. That was one of the most <laughs> hilarious parts of that uh, of that movie. Now uh, so, I mean, you think about what 125 could be, and, and we're dealing in complete hypotheticals because for all we know, Soriano's just going to like, you know, his name's in the portal, so he has an interest in NCAA, but he could say, nah, you know what, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it. I'm not going to do it. toes in right now. Maybe, maybe there's an offer. Maybe there's you know, it's only July. It's yeah. only July. I know right now <laughs> he is solely locked in on making the team at 57 
uh, in September and winning worlds in in October. So that's what's on his mind. So we talking first and foremost a second semester transfer. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that what he would be looking at. But think about the what one twenty five could be and what Spencer could Who potentially have to go through to win his fourth title. Because that's what's a, a history on the line here. So you have Spencer. You're going to have potentially Nick, potentially Dayton, potentially Vito, Pat Glory, all in the mix. That's just five bona fide monsters. I didn't even t- say the name of the guy that made the finals last year opposite Spencer, Brandon Courtney. So it, it's insane to think about what that way could be. But you also have to remember, well, Dayton's been at 33 his whole career varsity-wise. So he might stay there. Soriano could go 33. He won NCAAs at 133. Vito might go up to 33 because Greg Yakamahalas is coming in, and they may say, well, hey, Greg's got to go 25. That's fascinating. Yes. Give me some answers. I know. Maybe Spencer should bump up. <laughs> what? That makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Vision Quest, but the opposite. The opposite. But you, when All you right. think about the the – the name, image, and likeness opportunity. If you're a company, and and I thought it was interesting because Yaya Thomas's dad Israel was was talking. He's like, dude, it's gonna be peanuts for all these guys, and he could be right. I don't and, think it's gonna be peanuts for everyone. I think it's gonna be peanuts for a very high majority of them, and there'll be a, a small handful that are able to capitalize. Yes, on, on I agree with that as well, but. For someone, if Nick, if you think about all the hypothetical best case scenarios for for Nick, right? You go to yeah. a uh, you go to a power program with a, a big fan base. You go one twenty five. Yeah. A company can get behind you. This is the guy that's trying to take out Spencer Lee from winning his fourth title, the most popular wrestler in 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 collegiate wrestling right now, Spencer Lee, and all that would go into that. That's that is an opportunity for a company, right? And you know You're, what else? You know what else you do? You know what else you do here, Christian? You do a Vision Quest remake and you base it around the true life story of Nick Soriano. Yeah, yeah. You come out How with viral would that go? It would go crazy. And you do the and and he's gotta come out with the stated purpose of, hey, I am coming oh, to yeah. to do this. I am my intention of coming out is to wrestle and attempt to defeat Spencer Lee. Those are the things yes. you like and, and I, I'm talking from like a, a, a branding Marketing. this these are the yeah. things that are interesting to uh a company, right, that would want to invest in, mm-hmm. in someone like Nick. So, totally hypothetical. It's fun to talk about. And you imagine, you know, Saturday night, ESPN, prime time, Nick Lee versus Nick Soriano. And there's a lot of names that, Nick, that Nick, both guys would Nick have to Lee. get through to make that. Did I say Nick Lee? Yes. Even better. <laughs> he bumps up the 41. Double bump. <laughs> Double bump. Nick Soriano versus Spencer Lee. It is confusing that there's a Nick and a Lee and a Spencer. And anyhow. Yeah. Um, you know what else I think is kind of fascinating fascinating about this, and it, it kind of just goes to show uh, maybe the disservice that the NCAA has done to athletes and people in the last however many years um, is that how much more? Let me ask you this question: How much more valuable is, is Nick Soriano as a college athlete, athlete than a post collegiate athlete? And I think I think it's immensely. I think he has so much more value as a collegiate athlete. What do you think? That's the whole point. Yeah, that absolutely. And absolutely. I, I don't think there's a question about it. Uh because I mean the, the the visibility these guys can get and with the powers of the university and um the idea of 
you know, wrestling in prime time on ESPN, that's enticing. Only for a few. That only applies to a few wrestlers. But, um, yeah. yeah, for a brand, it, they are in a lot of ways more more valuable. Yeah, so much more valuable. Except when you're talking about the where the where it flips is that they can get paid to wrestle. And really we're talking about one company right now. Us, we're the ones that can re- really pay pay the athletes to wrestle, right? So that's where yeah. there is an advantage. We can't do that um we can't pay That's crazy that you can't do that you can't put it under say like a marketing budget or something and say you're paying them to do a promo video and then just have them wrestle. Yeah, I I think that, that those exact cool. those exact scenarios have been like hypothesized and they're like no, it's too it'll be too it's so obvious, right? So Yeah. The last thing you would want to do is is mess with anyone's eligibility. So, that's where it can flip, right? If you get if uh Mm-hmm. You know, a Spencer could, if we could pay him to wrestle right now, that would be yeah. his earning potential would probably be actually higher. Um, so, post collegiate, there is an additional opportunity there, but mm-hmm. it can only be capitalized a few different ways. So, I'm, I, it's exciting news. And, and then Nick put out an Instagram post, his first yeah. since March of 2020. And oh, it's, baby. it's so, I mean, this is, this is wrestling's <laughs> man of mystery, right? Oh, and I love it. All, did you watch it, Ben? No, but I saw you posting. I saw you posting it on the back end on VMix, and I just so can't we can't watch. play it because we would literally go to jail. Frank Sinatra would oh, lock what? us up. Um, but it's it's a it's a spinning world. It just says in the the caption says soon, and it's my way by Frank Sinatra playing. <laughs> it's tremendous. It's perfect, and it's and it man, he is a guy who has done it his way. No one else has done it this way like nick has um go to penn state say no nah, i'm leaving penn state go to Rutgers. i can't win a title at Rutgers. okay i won one also so, don't forget he transferred pre like when you could just transfer and go right away he had to take like kale and penn state on and say and yeah. go to the NSA to get his eligibility to wrestle that year yes and that was mm-hmm. that was the really the first example that happened because everyone's like big 10 to big 10 because i remember talking about this with with people I was like, well, he's going to have to sit here. Like, no, we don't think he's going to. We think we're going to be able to win. And they won. And it was fought. It was it was protested uh, on the other side. They did not want him to be eligible that year. And he was. And he won. And then he's he left there. He, now he's le- leaving Rutgers. He's at Arizona State. And now who knows where he's going to end up. Um, you know, what if he – what if – you know, these are all hypotheticals. You know, mm-hmm. goes to Iowa. Spencer gets his knees fixed. He fills in for Spencer that year. <laughs> no, oh, two thumbs down. Come on. Two thumbs down for that one, says JD. Yeah, we I want like him and Spencer way. to wrestle. Yeah, I do yes. too. I do too. One time one time in folk sucks. Anytime after this, it'll be freestyle, which I prefer, but I want to see it one more time in folk style. Yes, let's Before do that. we see it a bunch in freestyle. Yes, no, no question about it. With an NCAA title on the line. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Um, now, how does that stack up like great brackets like all-time great brackets well uh, if let's you, let Emily's wrestle before we man you guys are having me dreaming that we're going to have Dayton Fix Nick Suriano Spencer Lee and Arugia all at 125 like that's a dream <laughs> and you know what the the funny thing is Nick and Spencer 
I'll have red shirts too. So there's like there's Wait. so much there's so really? much variability. Nick has never taken a a real red shirt. What did he do last year? It was the Olympic, I guess. He had two Olympics. Oh my God! How Nick's are up? Maybe he could just stay in college forever. He could. <laughs> Nick would call him Nicky College. Yeah, Nicky University. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, and Spencer Spencer really has two because he could technically like take a medical this year and still have his other yeah. one because he's never used his real one. Um, yeah. But Spencer, I remember when Spencer came out, he was like, "I don't really want a red shirt. I, I don't really think that's necessary." Or yeah. he, he kind of really didn't like the idea of red shirting. Like not just for him. He's like, I think it's for, I don't know. If you're ready to wrestle, you shouldn't you shouldn't redshirt, kind of a thing. But mm. if he's injured, he will certainly take advantage of it and yeah, and all that. So uh, that's why it's good to hang on to redshirts, right? In case you you encounter a scenario we have zero ACLs, it'll be <laughs> beneficial to be able to. But not did he have get any of them fixed yet, or no? Uh, I don't think so. He's fixing it. Fixing he's it. The, through. He's the no ACL man. Yes. Is Spencer going to try out for the 57 kg uh, team if Gilman does not medal? I can't imagine that that would you be the case. So. No. That Unfortunately. Would, that would stun me. All right. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting indeed. Uh, so who knows where Nick's going to wind up. I mean, I part of me still thinks that the odds on favor is that he doesn't wrestle in college again and that he just like, does freestyle, but who knows? Because I I, th- I think the move requires him to move again. And is he going to want to do that? But if he's already in Phoenix, then it doesn't. Well, I think he would. I don't think he's going to go there. Oh, really? Yeah. Where do you think he's going to go, Christian? I don't think he's going there. I don't know. I don't think he's going oh, there. Oh, come on, gun your head. You got three seconds. Three. No. Two. Well, you're dead. <laughs> you are dead. Get him, JD. I'm a dead man. I don't know. I don't know where he's leaning. But okay. I don't think Arizona State makes uh, a lot of sense other than I don't think it makes as much sense for, for Arizona State. It's, if, even though it's a one-year obvious improvement, how disruptive that is otherwise, I think, is um, what what they're considering. Yeah, but, man, I mean, for, for some programs, putting a couple trophies in the cabinet, that's like – uh, man, that's a crowning achievement. And Arizona State, if they, I mean, okay, listen, they're gonna be really good anyways next year. They're gonna mm-hmm. be really, really good. You put Nick Seriano in that lineup, dude. They they can do some serious damage. Go to the lineup; trying. it's really good. I mean, you could you could bump McGee up to maybe forty one. I know they also got who else did they get in? They got Trans Parco maybe. Hmm. Yeah. And, and then obviously you got Chikori, you got Valencia back. You got a really, really good team. Colton Schultz, Munoz. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're very good. Very, very good. Is Cordell coming back? I think, I think he said he was. I think he said oh, he was. Did, did you guys talk about yesterday? T- Tuesday news dump? I missed yesterday, so I'm Deacon finally said he's coming back. Yes. Yeah. I we actually didn't because I felt like we sort of covered it when he put out the thing that he was excited about NIL. I was like, okay, well, if he's excited uh, about NIL, then he wants to come back. And then he put it out officially that he is coming back, which is very exciting. I have to assume he's going to be at 57 uh, again. I'm curious. Yes. 
that's a guy that'll try to make this year's world team and has a you know a legitimate shot. Oh, another thing we didn't mention, I don't think ever, or maybe I'll do it when I was gone, Jordan Oliver going 70 mm-hmm. in September. We did not mention that, I don't think. So that's, that's notable. He has historically um, not beaten James Green. James will still be the, the odds-on favor, but throwing his Well, ha- Pantaleo uh, has lost one over James Green. That's a good point. That is a good point. But I, I think it's those two right there. You, so you think J.O. Not, a- you don't think J.O. has a shot against him? I would put him at number three. Patel, I think Patelio and James Green, it's, it's a total weight class issue. They, those guys are so good, but once they start getting lighter, their effectiveness just gets taken away. But then they go back to 70, and they're they're the same guy they've always been at 70. They just, they just, they're, that's what their bodies are built for. It's hard for them to get much lighter and be effective. I think, I think Pantelio is going to have a hard time with Jordan, personally. Because what? Does that make a difference or what? I I think up at I think at seventy. Now have they ever hit? I, does, I don't think, feel like it. I don't remember. Uh, oh, did they hit at the one fifty? They hit the one fifty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pentelio won. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Yeah, I still feel like Jordan at fifty four and a half. I don't know. I I think Pentelio's gonna have a hard time scoring consistently on him. I mean, he did. It was a really close match, but um, I don't know. I think Jordan really has been putting it all together. But Pantelio only oh, is only improving, and he's the younger athlete. Yeah. So maybe I'm hanging on to something that's not as that's not there anymore. Yeah, that makes uh, man. That kind of makes sixty five. Uh, I like it's not more interesting, but man, uh, you got Zimi. Zane, then Nick Lee, then Yanni. How's that going to be seated? Well, Nick Lee beat Zane at trials. And Yanni. And Yanni. And Yanni. So Nick Lee's the number one seed, and, and Zane and Yanni are 2 3? Mm hmm. Yeah. Dang, that's wild. And you have to assume with, you know, being at trials in September and Worlds in October, all these college guys will, will try it, right? Because you get a go, yeah. quick month turnaround, and you can be back in October and. Miss maybe your first couple of duels, but you're gonna be back in action by December and rolling. Mm-hmm. We've we've seen that with like U23s has had a kind of a similar schedule. I think maybe U23s has been in October. They're, they're later a yeah. lot of times, all the way back in November. Yeah, so you could see guys held out for that, and then they come back just a little later in the first semester, and it's it's fine. So yeah, I think we'll have a good turnout for uh, World Team Trials. Now, then again. There could be some weights not contested because of uh, Olympic glory, which we are we are. I, I think that makes it. I think that makes it more fun because uh, while you're saying at 86, how many guys in America really have a shot to beat beat David Taylor? And the answer is like maybe one, if that. And then now you shove those guys to 79 or 92, and then you do the same thing with. 74, and you shove those guys to 70 or 79, and all of a sudden 70, 79, and 92 become. A lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I wonder how many of these guys will, will switch weights around. Like, I know Zahid is someone who's basically like, no, I'm just going to stay at 86. Mark Hall said that too. Yeah. Mark Hall as well. Yeah, I I finally – you know what? I had never been in person with Mark Hall, and he was out coaching at Fargo. And I introduced myself. I said we never met. And then I grabbed the hold of him, and I – you know what? He might be in 86. 
he's still a little on the small side, 86, but I grab a hold of him, see how solid he was. And uh, he might be an 86. Okay. Now, I wonder. Yeah. So, okay, 86 is locked up. Do you just like go super light and try 92 just to like enter a tournament and see what happens? I don't see why you don't. I mean, you might as well just wrestle. Might as well wrestle, right? Be being a wrestler, well that wrestle. would that would seem to make sense. Yeah, but not all wrestlers, you know, wrestle that much. So who knows what'll happen? Hey, so there's there's uh, Olympic wrestling odds kind of all over the place. Uh, I was wondering if you wanted to talk about the look at those a little bit, Ben. I saw these in the dock, and you know what? They're uh, sometimes when I see these, they're not like really bettable. Like you can't actually gamble on them. Like Flow does them sometimes. These are really good. Whoever did this did a really good job uh, because there's no odds where I look at them. I'm like, oh, that's easy money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go register for this site right now. I've done that a few times. You guys have put them out, and I haven't been paying attention. I thought like I could really bet them somewhere, and I'm like, where can I sign up? I need to gamble this right now. Yeah, well, way, if you had seen the bar stool ones when they came out, they were so bad. We could have all retired off of those. Yeah, Gable was was plus seven hundred. I'm getting to use jet ski, baby. Jet ski's coming for JD. Jet ski, JD. Hey, and uh, they had uh, Yui Sasaki at fifty was plus five hundred. She's at one point it came down. Yeah, A lot of the lines shifted pretty quickly because they were so bad. Yes, <laughs> it's like oh, you they, can actually could you actually bet them? Yes, but you have to be in like certain like we couldn't because you can't like it's state by state. You had to be like you gotta know people. You gotta know people. Yeah, I know people. Oh, JD, maybe maybe got a couple in. Jetski JD about to profit off of uh, some some terrible lines by Barstool. I, I can't remember all. They had Gable at plus seven hundred when yeah. it opened. That was like. Well, I almost wonder who they had do these because there's not a lot of wrestling experts. Big Stool Barcat might have done it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so. You He's not that much of a wrestling expert. But who do you th who do you think did these odds right here that we're looking at? I don't because know. Well, these really are DraftKings. These are a little bit better than the bar. So who made them? I, I don't hire. I don't know. They should have hired us. They. Yeah, I'm sure they probably have just some sort of committee where they're like, "Hey, go research Olympic sports. Like, mm -hmm. you get this Olympic sport, you get this Olympic sport. Take a month, two weeks, three weeks, whatever, and just research for a bit." Find out who's won the past world championships. If they have rankings, like, you know, UWW has rankings. Look at those. Look at past results and figure out what it's like. Oh, didn't Barstool – Barstool was obviously going by the UWW rankings for 2021 because in one of them they had Ildar Hafisov as, like, a favorite to win the Olympics. Oh, God. Just because he had, like, won a tournament or had done well at a rankings tournament – for 2021 worlds and they're like oh this is the number one guy in the world and uh yeah <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah they just didn't you can't just like dip your toe in the water it's very complicated to to figure yes. out what's happening here um so are we gonna go through these weights and, and look at these odds and see who we bet on yeah let's let's do that right now so start let's just go in weight class order starting at 57 yeah. uh they have Aguriev plus 120. He's the favorite. Atli plus 150. Uh, Michich plus 240. Takahashi plus 900. So these are kind of – these are sort of um, – well, the fact that you can get Aguriev for plus money is very, very enticing to me. I think that's the bet to make. Yes. Not just because he's going to win, but, man, plus money. 
it's like very little risk. Also, I think I'll, while I don't think you're I talking about value, value for Takahashi value. Is plus really nine hundred, plus nine hundred. If that means so, you're giving him like a temper, they give him like a ten percent so. chance to win. And I go ahead, go ahead, Christian. Okay, well, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a little bit of money on Uguev. Like, I'm gonna put a, uh, you know, I'm gonna put three hundred bucks on Uguev. We'll say, and then I'm gonna put about a hundred bucks on Takahashi and a hundred bucks on Gilman. Because if I hit on them, I'm winning some big money. How do you feel about that? I don't know that I would do Gilman, although plus eleven hundred. Listen, I'm an American and I love Thomas Gilman. Let's go Gilman, pulling some upsets. I mean, even ten bucks would be like a huge turnaround. You'd yeah, bring your hunter back, sure. Yeah, I love it. I love Ben's idea of a little money and our idea of a little money. <laughs> it's very funny. Ben Ben keeps a thousand dollars cash on him at all times. I under that Ferrari. I message. actually don't. We just joke. We just joked about that pre-show. I don't keep any cash on me to the point where sometimes when I go to use wrestling tournaments, I gotta be like, hey man. I'm gonna go beg someone for like five bucks and come back and give it to you because I don't have five dollars. They need to start accepting like Bitcoin via QR code at the door or something. Then I'd be in. There you go. You're asking a lot no cash. of youth wrestling tournaments and, <laughs> and, and taco shacks. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's fifty-seven. Right, so what's your bet? Where, where are you gonna gamble? Where are you throwing your money, guys? You give. I'm doing a good give. I'm probably I probably just go heavy on on that. Um, and maybe okay. like te- maybe ten bucks on Takahashi. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in Japan too. Like that certainly has to be an a slight advantage. He is a world champion. He's beaten a lot of these guys. Um, but I do. Well, think- hey, let's go. Let's say we each get a hundred dollars in each weight class. Where are you putting your money? Okay, I'm going ninety on Aguyev and ten on Takahashi. Yeah. Okay. Same, JD. Yeah, same. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eighty ten ten then. Okay, nice. Sixty five. Rashidov minus one fifteen. Uh, Bajrang plus two forty. Odeguru plus four fifty. Nice Bekoff. Oh my gosh, plus four hundred. See, that's that's one where Nice Bekoff, the third favorite, is 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 kind of silly, and it's all because of his previous world's finish in nineteen Pete. and his. Yes, <laughs> seating uh, points. They're, they're not really looking at things that happened. Like I, yes. you know, G- Magomedov Gajayev versus Nias Bekov. I'm probably taking Gajayev, right? Um, I would take Tobier at plus twenty two hundred over him. Haji Aliyev is plus eleven hundred. I'm probably going fifty Rashidov, fifty on Aliyev. I'm putting the house on Mr. Kaya, baby. What Whoa. do you think about? I know what I. <laughs> Aliyev is a I'm legend. Going, I'm going 60 on Rashidov, 20 on Odoguru, and 20 on Aliyev. And I think I got it covered pretty well. I like yours too, but uh, I might toss uh, five on Musakayev. I think it's just going to be <laughs> Just because that's my dude. Yeah, it's just going to be fun. Yes. Uh, five bucks just to say. Yes. I mean, it's just the, the ride. Um, I wish there were like just to metal odds too. Barstool had to metal odds. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that would be fun. Also, but they were we so like uh, those were actually like it just not worth the like the payout was nothing. Yeah, so it it wasn't really worth it unless obviously you're taking a. Uh, I didn't. I don't remember exactly what all of them were, but like maybe you know Musakai to metal. If you can get 
you know, plus money on that, plus a couple hundred. I think Ali at you know plus eleven 1, hundred has to be the worst line on all these. Oh yeah, that not, is not terrible. Good. Terrible. You know, what would be fun. Would be um, it would be, it would have to be after the brackets came out because it wouldn't make sense pre. But you know how like in horse racing. Uh, one of my buddy's bachelor parties is at a horse track, and you can gamble on like the first, second, and third place. Yeah. If if you got the pick, so there's obviously two thirds. Unfortunately, um, if when the brackets came out, you had to pick first, second, third, and third, and obviously you would win huge money for getting them all right. That would be a fun bet to make. That would. Barstool also has Aliyev plus eleven hundred. So actually, they they may have just copied. They, they basically copied. One of them copied each other. They're very, they're pretty. Oh, so they hired the same person because probably. they also have Nias Bekoff plus four hundred as the third favorite, which is just not going to happen. He's not. He's a yeah. You should bet opinion, some money on him losing. Can you bet money? on You him can't. Losing? I wish you could. Uh, I remember. I think in twenty sixteen over under wins one one and a half. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. This is a this is a great way, um, but. Yeah, I'm going 50 on Rashidov, 50 on Oliev. I mean, to me, they're the two best guys. When Oliev is, I know Oliev is maybe somewhat long in the tooth, but man, in 2019, this dude had the yeah. was right there with Rashidov. Debated, yes. you know, it was probably the most controversial match of Worlds that year. Very a weird, a weird exchange where Rashidov kind of whipped him to his back, but it looked like Oliev mm-hmm. might have done it. It was, it was a really tough call to make for sure. I remember being outraged, and then I kept watching. I was like, uh, it's actually maybe not that, not a, not a terrible call. So Aliyev's right there with Rashidov is, is the bottom line. Yes. Okay. Uh, 74 kilograms. Kyle Dake the favorite, which when I looked well, at – go ahead. Chimizo at plus 650. That, that one's another one where I feel like, like Aliyev, they kind of missed on it. Uh, that feels way too big for him. That, I mean, that's insane. It's 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 plus seven hundred on Barstool, plus six fifty on um, DraftKings. That is just great odds. And I think I'm yes. thinking. Do you go fifty fifty on this one? Fifty on Dake, fifty Chimizo. No, you got to put a little on Sitikov. No, plus two hundred. I'm not putting anything. F I'm not putting a dime putting... on Sitikov. Kyle Douglas Dake for eighty bucks and Chimizo for twenty bucks. Yeah, let's do eighty twenty because he ain't beaten. Yet. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want any of Sitikov. That 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 to me would be blood. None money. of that. I don't want any of it. I don't wanna, <laughs> I'll yeah, take your blood, blood money. money. You go ahead, Mister Jetski. And when it breaks down in the middle of a bay and someone's got to tow you in, it's gonna be an American-made vessel that brings you back to port, son. <laughs> I know that much. Um, All right. So who you betting on, JD? Um. I would go – I would hedge with Dake and Sitikov go, um, we'll say 45-45, 10 on Chimizo. Ooh, now, okay. when we split it like this, don't we just, like, guarantee br- breaking even or – Well, I mean – No, because so they're plus it's, money. It's, well, hedging. Both, both Dake yeah, and no, Sitikov are plus money. But at some point, if you uh, – yeah, I don't know. Well, I think JD is guaranteeing himself a loss. Well, no, Sitikov, yeah, he's guaranteeing himself a loss because if Chimizo won, he would win $65. If Sitikov won, he would win $90. So JD considered himself a loss. But with Kyle Douglas Dake, we would win, if we have $100, but we bet 80 we would win $96. 
-hmm. If we won on Chimizo, we would win $130. So, so that 20 works. plus 130. Yeah. Yeah. We did this mm -hmm. much better than JD. JD is broke. He has no jet skis. He can't even put gas in his jet ski. That's true. He's just got one of those paddle boats that go one-eighth <laughs> of a knot per hour. Um, but if we have if we hit on Aliyev, we're winning big money because we bet 20 bucks plus 1100 That's uh, 220 bucks off a $20 bet. Yeah, there's a terrible one on almost every one of these. Um, mm -hmm. Sagalayev at minus 250? That's kind of tempting. That's not – I don't think that is um, – oh, wait. I skipped a weight. Yeah, you skipped 86. All, all apologies. I recognize that. Jeez. Forgive me. Uh, David Morris Taylor, minus 120. Hassan Yazdani, plus 120. Deepak Punya, plus 700. Nifanov, plus 700. Miles Amin, plus 900. Um, well, 100 bucks on David Taylor. Easy. If I have to, yeah. What does that mean? Well, I mean, I think David's going to win, but uh, I just don't like the vibe. Minus 120. He's a huge favorite. No, on, you bar are on Barstool, he was even. He was even money. Even better. <laughs> My yes, that that's a great bet. David at minus 120 is in insane value. He is yeah. – I think he's the biggest favorite. He should be favorite. way bigger. He should be a Sagalayev, if not better, level favorite. That's not mean. That doesn't mean oh, he's a Sagalayev level I wrestler. I don't hate tossing $5 on that Fonov. I hate it. No way. You I don't think he's going to win, but at plus 700, I spit on your money, sir. Okay. Okay. He is just, he is difficult, isn't he, Ben? I mean, this guy. Yeah. I, I don't know where his loyalty's like. Him off. He's wearing You guys could start, I don't, you could start a Flow Wrestling Russia site. You could just ship him off. I might. You know where I'll throw $1? The dirty cheating <laughs> Ali Shabanov. Plus five thousand. Plus five thousand. I bet a dollar on Shabanov. Fifty bucks off a dollar. It's just fifty. Yeah, 50, it's fifty x. So you bet, right. bet two dollars and you win a hundred. How about that? I'm gonna do that. Two hundred bucks. That's no, I'm all in on David win. Morris Taylor. I don't want to split Thank it. Shabanov ain't winning, even though he's plus he five thousand. He ain't still winning. Lunatic fringe. But um, he ain't winning. He should be plus five thousand. Shabanov ain't winning. Well, relative to okay, um, I don't know. The Colombian is is Corredo. I would take him over him. That's fair. Plus, I would not. I mean, I'm not putting any money on. Yeah, as yeah, you are. There's really no. only two bets in in this thing. Okay, Taylor and Yazdani. Those are your bets. Deepak is plus seven hundred. I would take Shabanov over Deepak. That's fair. Okay. Remember when that he forfeited to Yastani in the finals? Yes. <laughs> but what? How what angry would you be if you put money on him and he forfeited in the finals? Didn't show to the mat. I don't want champion. Okay. <laughs> so that's 86. Yeah, just all on David Morris Taylor. That's that's a great bet. To and make. maybe a couple bucks on iPhone if you uh, want to. Thumbs up. You're going to go broke. And um, yep. okay, ninety-seven, Sagalive at minus two fifty. Feels like it could be a little higher. It feels like it could be. He's like a minus three fifty-four, five hundred type of guy. Don't forget him and Kyle yeah. are split one and one. Uh, I I I'm not forgetting that. I am remembering that he lost the last time. I'm remembering the last time he wrestled Mohammedian. 
he got pinned. I'm remembering the last time he wrestled if Sharif Sharifov, he lost. That that is that is correct. Uh, Mohammedian at plus seven hundred, couple bucks on that. I don't hate. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Why yeah. they got Solace all the way down there on the bottom? Solace ain't winning. He might though. I mean, he ain't winning, but he sure is better than a lot of these other. That's what I'm saying. Them. That's kind of like Shabanov. It's a, it's it's not yes. a good line, and it's not one you would put not action on, line. but it's still wrong. Uh, it's it's just. I, I mean, mean they it's hundred x. So if you put five hundred bucks on it or five bucks on it, you're winning five hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, why even list that? Right. Honestly, uh, Sharif off at plus eleven hundred. I really, yeah. I still don't like that. I, um, yeah. even though that's. Yeah, I would probably with, do... with something like this. What I like when they do, I like when they list like the top maybe three or four contenders to the thing, and then they list the field. Right, you can get the yeah. field for this much money, mm-hmm. which means anyone who's not listed, you get them. Uh, I I really like that bet because it makes a lot more sense than you know random negative uh, plus nine thousand odds on guys who really don't have much of a chance. Yeah, because imagine if you bet on like. Um... Uh, Jaime Espinal in t- 2012, and he goes on running, makes a fight, but you still would lose because he didn't win the Olympics. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I, I honestly, what are you doing here, Ben, with the uh, with your hundred bucks? Uh, um, um, watching him recently, hundred dollars on Kyle Snyder. Let's do it. A couple bucks on Kyle. A couple bucks on Mohammedian. I don't like the Sajalayev. That's Sajalayev should be a way way bigger odds than this. It's great value yeah, for Sajalayev at minus two fifty. So you're betting on minus two fifty implies also. about a seventy percent winning chance. What percent chance would you give Sajalayev of winning this bracket? Uh, Eighty-five or ninety. Ninety percent. Yeah, if they wrestle it, yeah, if they wrestle it nine ten times, he would win nine of them. Ooh, I disagree. On that one, this man's lost once since 2013. Well, he's wrestled to twice against Kyle Snyder. In the he's lost one time. Yes, I think Kyle Snyder. If they wrestle ten times, I think Kyle Snyder is going to beat him more than once. And that means you're saying he's got to go through the whole bracket and beat everyone nine out of ten times. I think he's gonna, he's going to slip more than once for sure. Probably two, three, four times. Look, he, he's still my pick. I just don't like the value. Yeah. At minus two fifteen. Oh, so I did. I disagree. I think with Christian, like I, I think he is probably more likely that he's a higher favorite. I just, uh, I'm doing no Russian bets except, <laughs> uh, damn it, did I bet on Ugayev? Yes, okay, didn't I? Oh, can I take that back? You didn't bet on Rashidov. Oh man, you are, you love F it. I'm going all Kyle Snyder. Listen, I don't want. Dang it. A hundred on Kyle. I want to be. A, I want to be a great patriot. I'm going a hundred on Kyle. Well, um, I did. We, I was the only one to bet on Gilman, so take that. That's yep. You got us on that one. Uh, you can have it. Yeah, man, <laughs> it it is tough. I'd probably go eighty, Sajalayev, and and twenty on Kyle. Okay, sure. Um, and then one twenty-five. I think I know what we're all doing, but except for the shameful JD Raider, who knows what he's going to do. Um, oh, I'm going he'll all put, Gable Dan. He'll, for he'll sure. probably put sixty on Mockoff, who's not even in the field. <laughs> um, I'm going hundred, hundred dollars U.S. legal tender on Gable Dan Stevenson. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. What about you, 
Go ahead. You can do it. Pick Dang. Uh, uh, I'm not. I'm definitely not picking do Dang. It. Do it. The only thing that makes me nervous about Gable. Here we go. Is oh I feel God. everybody is going Gable, or like everybody in America is picking Gable, which just makes me nervous that it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Ninety dollars Gable, ten Taha. <laughs> I don't so hate. Putting ten on I don't hate that. Taha plus one forty. That's great. So here, here's the problem though, JD. You got You got to go more. Cause so if you go, okay, if you go ninety on Gable and you lose, cause Taha wins, you're only retrieving uh t- what ten plus fourteen twenty four out of the original hundred dollars. That ain't worth it. Just go all hundred on Gable, Dan. Let's do it. Okay, all hundred on Gable. Yeah, I'm, bite, I'm biting. I'm biting my nails though. But uh, G- Gable first and foremost, <laughs> Gable is my pick. But it makes me nervous when I feel like everybody is going one direction like that. You love One Direction. They're your favorite Great band. Great band. Um, oh I, I think, yeah, I, obviously there's going to be an element of getting caught up with, with all that. Um, oh. I just Hey, Brian Hellickson in the chat. What odds does Dake, Taylor, and Stevenson parlay? Can you go bet that so we can see what the odds are? I don't think you can, but that would be... Oh really? That would be awesome. Come on. I don't know. Do I don't think they have parlays. Um, Damn. But that would the be- Barstool one. I did not. That would. Be I don't know about DraftKings. Absolutely sick. If you could, um, man, I'd be having a r- real fun time with that. Get my Shabanov and uh, Salas parlay on. <laughs> I'm gonna retire for real. Um, oh, maybe you can't. Hold on. Let's see if you can parlay. Uh-huh. No, cannot Ooh, parlay. Boo boo. So, I, I get what you're saying. I know we're all caught up on in the Gable train. I know that it could be it could be premature. It could be. I just don't think it is. I think, and what I like about it is Gino and Taha. They're they're not young, fresh. You know, kind of unknown quantities. They've kind of been around a while, and that experience factor is maybe. It is an advantage for them, but I love how unknown Gable is to this field, and they've never seen him. They've never had their hands on him. They don't know what he's going to do. They can watch all the footage they want, but it's just a different story when he gets his hands on you. I love the. I love. The, I think the styles match up good for Gable with how much those two attack. Gino and uh, Agul. I think the biggest threat and the scariest guy for me for Gable is, is Zare. I worry about. His ability to just control center, hand fight, move Gable around. Those are the that's the matchup where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be pretty nervous. Well, is is Mohebi is that the same as Zare? Or oh. they have the wrong person listed? They have the wrong person listed. It is gonna be Zare, right? Yes. Cause you know, sometimes they have the, the different last names every once in a while. Yeah. Um so what? Well, wonder what would happen if you bet on thirty five hundred on. Yeah, Zari should be on there. He would be my probably the fourth favorite if I had to pick. Um, so yeah, that's that's the lines on DraftKings. I'm I'm looking here at some of the other ones where what what Gable is at now on Barstool is plus one sixty. So he was plus seven hundred. That means a lot of money's coming in on him. Of course. Yeah, of course, of and course. rightly so. For especially at plus seven hundred is preposterous. Um, 
David is minus 118. Very nice even number at 86. A lot of money coming in on Taylor because he was plus 100 at one point in time. Uh, Guyev at plus is just so tasty. Um, I just think that's a that's a great bet. 65 for Rashidov on Barstool. He's minus 155. Um, okay. Spay really likes uh, Tavanian from Armenia at 65. He's someone that I would consider um, a, a flyer a flyer on potentially. He's pretty – he's impressive. Do we want to look through the uh, – the, the women's lines are out as well. The best bet, honestly, might be Yuri Sasaki at plus 250. She was plus 500 uh, when Barstool first released the odds. Um, so yeah, let's, let's just go through those. So at 50 – which will be the last event contested at the uh, Olympic Games for, for wrestling. It's Stadnik is the favorite, minus 115. Sasaki, plus 220. So I don't know if this is their last meeting. I don't know if it's their only meeting. But Stadnik and Sasaki hit in 2018, and Sasaki won late. Um, so I, I think it's a two-horse race probably at 50. Uh, obviously, we love Sarah. Is, I think is she's Sarah out? I mean, she's was a silver medalist, what, two years ago? She's at plus 700. But I mean, like, from from a competitive standpoint, has she not done well against Sasaki or Stednik? I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think she's beaten either of those. I don't know if she's wrestled them, but... Because um, well, she was at 53, obviously, for a right. while. Right. I don't think they've hit. But she would not be a favorite against either of them. Got it. Okay. Um, so that's 50. Probably the best bet to make is Sasaki at plus 220. 53, Fogat from India, minus 105. Mukaida, Japan, plus 150. Put it on Mukaida. Yeah. I mean, Jakarta feels like a good bet at plus 900. Plus 900? Yeah. That seems insane. I'd probably go like 60 Mukaida, 40 Jakara. Yeah. I like that. Like right bet, right? Uh, mm-hmm. 57, Kawhi minus 115, Helen plus 300. They have her as the as the third favorite, even though she just lost to Adekaroye, who's plus 500. Um, I I like Adekaroye putting up, putting up, taking a flyer on her and probably mm-hmm. would bet Kawhi. For the majority of my money at minus 115. Yeah. 62. Um, Bakova plus 120 out of Kyrgyzstan. Usain, Bulgaria plus 200. Kawhi plus 300 from Japan. I think you could just like just empty your bank account on all the Japanese wrestlers and just see where you shake out because they're all plus money. And Japan is. Especially is, being in Japan. I don't hate Tainabakova at plus 120 either. Yeah, no. I don't either. Um, and then the U.S. American, Kayla Miracle, plus 900. 68, Tamara. Tamara is like the biggest favorite in the field for women's Probably wrestling. should be, right? Probably. Uh, she's minus 250. Blessing, uh, blessing Oda, Oborodudu is plus 450. Dosho of Japan plus five hundred, Laroque plus five hundred. So yeah, Tamara is where I want to put my money, but minus two fifty. Like, do you think Tamara is a bigger favorite than Sajulayev? 
No. Well, I don't like, uh, but I don't like the Sedgelev odds either. I think he should be a, fur- a further negative, and I think minus two fifty on Tamira is a really solid bet. Yes. And then uh, for Adeline, she is the favorite, minus one forty at seventy six. Falcon plus two forty. Webay plus four hundred. Webay, which she's the uh, the returning champ. From 16. Right with Adeline. Yeah, right with Adeline at minus 140. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we want to go to... Um, we haven't even mentioned Bo Bassett, one freaking cadet world. Yeah, Worlds. we got to go back to Bo Bassett. Yeah, we got to rewind. Sure. We got to rewind the tape. Bo wins. So we get two champs for men's freestyle. Meyer Shapiro and Bo Bassett. Great win. I mean, Bo just chewed through this bracket. No, no question, no doubt. Um, can't wait to watch as his uh, career evolves. As you see this clip here, he gave up the initial takedown, and then after that, it's it's Bo Bassett. I mean, his hands are so heavy. He snaps down with such mm-hmm. effectiveness. But he couldn't snap me down. <laughs> let's let's set it up. Let's set it up. Who's number one? Bo Bassett versus me. What happens if you Bo wrestle Bo Bassett? Not in high school, correct? Yeah, no. Well, right, and neither's JD, Ben. <laughs> I thought we were actually talking about real who's number one match. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, he's not in high school. Um, what, what would happen if you wrestled Bo Bassett, JD? Could you beat Bo Bassett? I yes. hope so. Bo is only 90 pounds. Yeah. Correct. Maybe we shouldn't. The downside, there's the down, not much upside there's here. There's no for upside me. in being a 14 year old seventh <laughs> grader. Um, Dang. I'm man enough to admit he, that he'd probably beat me. Okay. Uh, um, hey, are we shocked that India won the Cadet Worlds? It is surprising. Uh, because, yeah, both their guys I watched, the guy who wrestled Rowley was kind of a beast, and the guy who wrestled, who else was in the finals against uh, India? Um, shoot, who was it? What Not, was it? I don't. Was what? it Lilladol? Yes, Lilladol. Yes, that's who it was. Yep, lost to Amon. Mm. Grown Amon. Yeah, the, I mean India. India winning. We talked about it a little yesterday. It is it uh, surprising. JD had mentioned that they'd been really good at cadets I, previously. I know they in, they mm. invest a lot, like you see other countries don't. But to, to, even with that investment, to still be Russia, Iran, the U.S. is very impressive, and I believe the first time they've won. Yeah, it was a full, you know, it, it seemed like Russia sent a full team and a team full of really tough kids. Maybe they're sending more kids that are the actual age, and that doesn't help. You know, they've been, you know, the age cheating in cadet and junior worlds is documented. been an issue. It's something that freaking Karelin uh, admonished and said we've got to stop the age cheating and, and age level wrestling so maybe that's part of it I didn't see any that stuck out as like that's a grown man right there this <laughs> this looked like an actual <laughs> there were no back hair sweaters going on yeah yeah I'll, I'll pull I'll pull in my tweet um, from a, a previous cadet world where it's just preposterous how old these kids they weren't even kids they were grown men it did come down to the final match which was unfortunate yeah, um, it was. Uh, it, we were right there to to do it, but um, 
And I'll admit, this team outperformed my expectations. Um, not that I had low expectations of them or I thought they were bad. Uh, just to do this well against the world championship field is very impressive. Yeah, I, I was. I would say the same thing. You know, when when I got to Fargo, I don't know it was a Saturday morning, Sunday morning, kind of all blends together. And and there was what four four or five finalists or something like that. It's like wow, I didn't didn't really see that coming. That was uh, really impressive. Kyle, I just slacked you the the tweet. If you want to pull it in, it's a it's it's a timeless one for uh, you know perspective of where we've come from with, with the age cheating now. I I think it's uh I feel similarly like we weren't really sure like how good are we gonna do, but we did I think coming out of cadet trials we were like okay Bo you feel great about Meyer you feel great about there's we we were really good ever I think another thing that's great is how uh, here let's pull this tweet in real quick if you're watching the show these are uh this was <laughs> this was a cadet world podium I mean one guy is completely bald Who the middle the, guy two of them have. Full beers, and then there's a poor, uh, I think, an Iranian on the left that it actually looks like a, 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 a high schooler, a 16, 17 year old. But these other guys are clearly twenty plus years old. I mean, they look, they legitimately <laughs> look as old as me. Um, it's this oh, is just a classic. It'll never, it'll never get old. That was twenty sixteen Cadet Worlds. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> I, I think, I think we've come a long way. So that's exciting. And, oh, that's you know, no funny. injuries. You know, our full – I believe our the full team, all the winners, made it to the uh, – to Cadet Worlds. You know, sometimes you can have those disruptions, especially with 10 weights. And also, the the one of the boogeymen for these cadet teams is, are these kids going to grow between making the team in April and wrestling in July? That happened in uh, – It's happened before, like Punky. Maybe, I, I one, think of the, it, oh, one of the Greco team members, I think. Who Punky. was it? It was someone that was Valencia did wrestle was, and moved up a couple Valencia, weights. Yes, yes, that's who it was. So it's it is made the Greco team. Oh, that's right. Like yeah, two weight classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you do, you got to be careful when you have a big pool for trials, cadet trials, because you don't know what your body's going to. Then gonna... you slingshot back up. <laughs> yeah, it's slingshot, and then you you. It's not a guarantee you'll make it back down. So great job. I mean, mm-hmm. silver is is very exciting, and and um, yeah. You know, a few little things, and you don't want to. I don't even want to microanalyze the little things that could happen. We would have won, but there is a you know, a match here. Or I mean, honestly, I, I I still think Levi Haynes is is world medal caliber guy, and he lost mm-hmm. under you know kind of crazy circumstances. And who knows what happens with him if he's able to get into a medal match? It could be a different scenario. Um, yeah. So it was a it was a good performance and. The the women yeah, really uh, you look at the point totals, Christian. It's only one more one, one more win, I think, and and that's why I said it came down to the last match. Yeah, if Gavin Nelson wins that match, dang, we win. See, that's why I just wasn't. So I was trying not to say. I was trying not to get into the that, but yeah, that is a tough way to. Well, you were just talking about yeah. I mean, you're talking about Levi Haynes. You know, if Levi Haynes gets that win, I mean that that could have been the difference. Well, yeah, I, it, there's more, but. It, it just, it's very unfortunate for somebody when it comes down to one match mm-hmm. and you know for a fact they win, the team wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The ladies are currently in fifth place. We got three in the semis. Um, and then we have three in bronze medal matches. So check that out. That's, they're going to be wrestling later today or, you know, in an hour or so. 
So mm -hmm. exciting stuff there. Uh, anything else? We oh, some golden tickets are going out in mass. If you don't know, who's number one is going to be a two-day affair. First day, women's who's number one. Second day, men's who's number one. Oh, wow. Yes, I don't know if that's is been announced. Is it in announced. Austin or where is it? Dallas. Dallas, baby. Dallas, okay. No, that was not announced. News yes, so we've got some uh, golden tickets for, for some ladies. Paige Morales, Shelby Moore, Alexis, uh, Gen how do you say that? Janiac, Destiny Rodriguez, Jasmine Robinson, and Kylie Welker. How did Kylie Welker get a golden ticket? What do you mean? You know who I want to see? I want to see Kyle. what is the girl's name at uh, – uh, yeah, can we bump the – what's her name? Jasmine? Can we bump Jasmine up to yeah, Kelly Walker? Uh, Kyle, if you fun. can swipe over on this – play that Instagram post on the swipe over one. There's a video. She was destroying women in Fargo. Oh she she was like the rising star, in my opinion, of Fargo. Like She's going to be very good was much stronger and much more technical than everybody she wrestled. Doubled up, one sixteen u one junior, dominated her way. She won OW in junior. Um, so, and was doing big yeah, moves too. She, she would get behind and girls and then girls. just belly to back suplex. Dang. Double leg, pick them up, throw them. I hear it. was amazing. Yeah. I think we got the video. Here it comes. Yeah, yep, go, go behind. behind. Oh, no. Here she goes. She's just taking it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Oh, yeah. Right? Incredible. See, I love that my daughter wrestles. Then I see things like that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine Robinson from the great nation of Texas. Remember that? Remember that name? Like oh, she is? I thought she was Illinois. I don't know. She's Illinois. No, she's Texas. Hmm. Okay. True and true. So exciting stuff. Golden tickets going out like crazy on the, on the men's and women's side. So hopefully some who's number one announcements coming soon. Um, shaping up to be a great one. Let's hit some questions, boys. What Let's do, do you it. say? Um, how did this Fargo compare to previous Fargos? Are we getting better as a country, and why or why not? I guess these are two very separate questions. Um, separate. This Fargo, probably a little better. Uh, the most entries of all time. Uh, By a, a lot. Handful, yeah, a handful of seniors um, both came back, and there were – couple good seniors still uncommitted due to you know the covid year kind of so without fargo last year a lot of these guys wanted to wrestle there was some unknowns in the cadets um that made some names for themselves so it was it was better than most fargos in my opinion and also part of that is we are getting better as a country that's obvious we just got second at cadet worlds and look at our uh you know even at our senior level and it's trickling down we're just getting better as a country. Yeah, I think uh, I think more seniors came back than ever before. Plus, the wide expansion of the field made for a really challenging brackets. Um, I thought it was really good. I actually, can I do a segment next week on the top, maybe top five or top ten things that would change about Fargo? Because it's really good, but there's a couple of adjustments I think that could be really beneficial. We think uh, that would be great. Sure. All right. <laughs> I think we're unquestionably getting better as a country. One, one yes. thing I think about, we had some really competitive weights, too, at trials. And, uh, you know, we, we came home with medals. So I, you, you think of someone like Jess Aroga. Uh, he wins the spot. He beats Mark Anthony McGowan, I believe. That's, that's a – you think about, okay, McGowan's already – he's a cadet world champion, I believe. In, in, yes. 
So we, we've got real depth there at some of these weight classes. Yeah, for sure. Um, which incoming freshman are you most are you excited about most this year? Well, well this year it's. Do they mean like this college season? Class, because class of twenty twenty one, I'm assuming, correct? Yes. Or just like for their career, because I don't, not all these guys are going to wrestle. Right, like Drake, I'm excited for, but is he going to wrestle? I would pick Patty Gallagher like this season because I think he's the most likely to to, go. to go and do very well. I will still yeah, ride with with Shane Van Ness. Yeah, well, he's not going to start though, is he? I mean, maybe not next year, but I'm just saying if I, we're talking about the long term, Shane. Well, it says for next year, doesn't it? In the question. Um. Yeah, sort of. But I, I don't know if they mean just in the class, like this freshman class or if they mean the freshman this year sure okay so uh we'll go with for for their career that's the question we're going with yeah now sure now go for career hmm who am i i'm looking at this field here i'm going uh yeah I, i guess i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with shane van ness also Man, I, I'm tempted with Drake, too. Well, uh, Richie Figs just beat Drake at Junior Trials. I ain't worried about that. Beat <laughs> <laughs> him oh, twice. Let me, know, let me know when... I'm not... Yeah, set... When four, Richie Figs wins Fargo? <laughs> seven, no. Seven, seven minutes, folk style, Drake Ayala. Last time I wrestled folk style, Drake won. I, that's just me. I could be wrong. Richie's... Richie's... Not like I'm not high on Richie Figueroa, but Drake Ayala... Iowa. Jake Al is going to be amazing in college. Yeah, I I think, I think he's I think he's uh, he can get so much better too. Not that Richie can't. This, these are not these are separate statements. Just my opinion. Uh, okay, so that's what I'm excited about. Cody Arnold heading to Austin, Texas next week. What are the must dos? Well, you should stop by the Flow HQ, Cody Arnold. <laughs> you're, you're you're good to to swing by uh, here on the east side. But if you like uh, JD is a good guide. He's he really he really is. Um, a, well, if you're bringing your family and kids, I'm not a good guide. I think Cody's a a, a young well, young adult. Okay, I think you and I can I, show I, you around. Food trucks and uh, Barton Springs, right? Well, depending on when you go to Barton Springs, you're gonna see. Well, it'll be next week. Well, I meant the what's the Barton well, Springs? What time of day? Pool, oh yeah, I guess if you go to the actual pool, you're fine. Why? But, uh, why? What happens at the other part, just JD? Tell him, but just what happened? Well, right on the other side of the pool <laughs> is what's called Barking Springs, where a lot of families go there. But uh, marijuana, beer, and um, sometimes topless women are also rampant. Yeah, it's a it, you can be topless. So what's the address for that? <laughs> Stop. Yeah, come on down. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a Actually, fun I time. I think I've been there. I'm pretty sure I've been there with Bader, but I do not recall any topless women. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've ne- I've never been actually, but I would definitely do good. food trucks. So many food trucks. El, El Primo be- is my favorite for breakfast tacos. Um, so I, I would hit that one up. People like I'm not the biggest like barbecue guy, but Terry Black's I think would be my Ter- recommendation. Terry Black's La Barbecue. Um, that's a little bit on the east side, but that one's only open until six, so that'd be more like a lunch spot, but. Uh, Franklin's, which is like a big historic barbecue place here, uh, it's the old chef from Franklin's went to La Barbecue. So, 
Yeah. And I, I know Rainy Streets, uh, I feel like it's kind of played out now, but Rainy Streets still so much fun for uh, a non-Austinite. Yeah, so if would, you haven't been on Rainy Street, you should definitely yeah. do Rainy Street. Yep. Should probably do Dirty Sixth. Just I to do it. You could be without Dirty Sixth. <laughs> I can leave it. Um, but yeah, lots to do in Austin. It's nice and hot. You could go for a ride on JD's jet ski. Well, not yet. No, you have, you'll have it. You go tubing. Uh, how did Ben enjoy Fargo? Does he have any jet lag? <laughs> uh, I love Fargo. So one of the recommendations I'm going to make next week has to do with the fact that damn, damn days were so long. They moved the starts up to 8 o'clock for both Saturday and Sunday. And then Sunday, we didn't get out of there till like, 9 15 9 30 and then we had to help them dudes cut weight in the parking lot like that was a freaking well that was the day so many kids missed weight the next yeah the monday morning they all missed weight um that was just such a crazy crazy long day um but man it, it was awesome so so much great competition i'm happy to be back there it's such an iconic thing for the sport of wrestling you know it's been there for so long um and so it just man it felt great to be back yeah, I want to. I hope I can go next year. I would like to go next year. Um, I do enjoy Fargo. Um, speaking of jet lag, Ben, do you have any? You have flown from you know Wisconsin to Singapore probably umpteen times. You, you're a yeah. well traveled man. I'm. This is gonna yeah. be my first international flight ever. I'm going to Japan. Hey, you never been international? Never. Stop. I, I swear. You've never been to any of the World Championships or anything? Just Vegas. How did you not get any of those coverages? It's just it just worked out that way. Okay, I was tell, going wow. through the whole thing. There's various reasons. We we already discussed as I had the same reaction. Yeah, that that's it, it is. It's really shocking because how long have you worked at Flow for? Since uh, like eight years now. <laughs> what? And you've never been what? The funny thing was the closest I was ever to going was 2014. I was going. I had my passport. I was getting tickets. And then they're like, you know, it was a little crazier time then. They're like, actually, we're sending this guy, not you. And then 15, I went. 16, we didn't send anyone to Rio. 17, I forget what happened those years. But, yeah. Uh, let's see. International travel tips. Uh, I mean, if you could, if you have the a frequent flyer and you can upgrade to business class, okay. that helps a lot. I don't know if folks are gonna spend that dime on you or not. Um, if not, I would bring a lot of reading material because you're likely gonna do. What you, is, is Dallas? What Austin obviously doesn't fly to Japan. Does Dallas fly straight to Tokyo? Yeah, Dallas straight to Tokyo. So it's probably a 13-hour flight. Yeah, I need to read a bunch of books. And um, you know, if it's early morning flight, I would stay up very late the night before so you could try to sleep uh, a decent majority of it. Okay, that's that's right. I'm I'm uh, I don't want to get jet, be a jet lag Ben. I want to figure that out and not have uh, my first two ways be two days be a zombie. So I'll stay up late. Um, well, if you're if you're flying out of Dallas, you can drive to Dallas and then fly direct essentially. Um, which is much better. The Singapore flight is, is essentially it's going to be 24 hours of travel. So uh, Tokyo is going to be much, much better for you. It's only going to be probably a 12, 13-hour flight out of Dallas. So you should be, you should be all right. Yeah, I am flying to from Austin to Dallas to Tokyo. I'm not going to drive oh, up to Dallas. Okay. So, um, okay, well, I'll stay up late. Just play. I don't know what I'll do. But don't want to be jet lagged. Thank you for your travel advice. Yeah, ben. I mean, one time, sometimes you get lucky and you get like one of those 11 p.m. flights, and it's perfect because then you can just 
crash when you get on the plane anyways, but that's not all that often. But that wouldn't make sense because you don't want to be sleeping on that kind of a schedule, right? Uh, I disagree. I Listen, okay. I, if I'm on those type of trips, I get my sleep when I get my sleep because especially when you're probably going to have to show up and like, like when I would do the media stuff before and I just had to show up and do media whenever they told me to do it. It's like I'm just going to sleep. Whenever I can sleep, I'm going to sleep. So I'm, I try to get enough. Um, and then if I have a couple of days off, then I would try to adjust my schedule. But if it, you know, you're probably, it's like you got to compete or anything. So you're going to have to do stuff. Stop. So get your sleep when you can get it. That's what I would recommend. Okay. Good deal. That sounds good. Um, that's it. That's Wait. it. That's our show. That's our show. Ben, okay. Thank See you, you guys so much. next week. Yes. See you next week. Right. Tuesday. Everyone have a great weekend. Watch Fargo. Watch Cadet Worlds. Spend time with each other. This is such a better summer than last summer. Can't even believe so it. So much better. So awesome. Congrats to all those champs. To all the boys and girls in the arena. Scrapping it out. I know long, hard days. But mm-hmm. we're so glad you're doing it. Thanks for watching Cadet Worlds. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good weekend. See you next time. Thank you.